ومن أحسن قولا ممن دعا إلى الله وعمل صالحا وقال إنني من المسلمين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين Alhamdulillah, uh, we are inshallah in the process of starting or I would say continuing a series that we have started once ago uh, called O You Who Believe, Ya Ayyuhalladina Amanu. The purpose of the series is to cover a majority of the ayat of the Quran that begin with Ya Ayyuhalladina Amanu. And the reason why we started this before and I want to recontinue this inshallah is because if you think about it, whenever a king has a very special announcement to make, he calls all his people and he delivers a very specific message. But imagine a king or a ruler wants to deliver a message only to some very certain people, then that means that this is a very special announcement given by the king or the ruler. Now subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we find in the Quran that many times Allah says, Ya Ayyuhan Nas. For example, in Surah Al-Hujurat, Allah says, Ya Ayyuhan Nas, inna khalaqnaakum min dhakrin wa untha ila akhil ayah. Sometimes we find like in the beginning of Surah Al-Nisa, Allah says, Ya Ayyuhan Nas, so we find those kind of ayat. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He begins by saying, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu. Like, you know, when we say ya, it means that you're calling out to a people and you're trying to get their attention. So it's as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a very specific, a very important message to deliver to you and I as believers that this is something that I want you to do. And subhanAllah, all the ayat that begin with Ya Ayyuhalladheena Amanu, you will see that subhanAllah, the messages are extremely important. So that's why I want to re restart and continue this series. We had begun uh, in the past from Surah Al-Baqarah, chronologically speaking, and we had reached all the way, uh, midway to the point of Surah Al-Nisa. And today, inshallah, we'll be continuing uh, this series. Now, Having said that, before I get jump or before I get into this ayah uh, that I want to share, which is ayah number one thirty-five of Surah Nisa, I do want to give you a very brief uh, background of what Surah Nisa is. Surah Nisa, known as the women, is actually a, a surah that establishes the rights of certain people in the community. See, if you study Arabia. And especially the time of the Prophet ﷺ, when he came into his dunya and when he was a prophet, one of the very first things the Prophet ﷺ, he did was that he institutionalized the rights of certain people in the community. So we find that how orphans were treated in society. We see that how women were treated in society. And then we find that in Mecca, the primary focus was Tawheed, Risala, Akhira, the Qasasul Anbiya, and so forth. But when we come to Medina, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins to talk about that what do you need to do to thrive as a successful community? Because if this community is successful, the community of the Prophet sallallahu then all the other, 
all the other communities that will emerge in the in the future, they can model themselves after the community of Rasulullah Hence, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He brought down injunction after injunction, uh, stating the rights of certain people. Now, in certain Nisa, if you say this surah, to begin with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He institutionalized the rights of the orphans. Then He talked about the rights of women. He talked about those people who were neglected. They were, um, they were, um, uh, they were neglected after people would get married or they were deprived after uh, after people died sorry after people died they were neglected or they were deprived and so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he set up the system of mawarith then after that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even mentioned that who are you allowed to marry who are you not allowed to marry so throughout Surah Nisa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he establishes and he tells us about very important things that must be done in a society in order for society to thrive and flourish. Now the ayah that I have chosen today is something that will, unfortunately, first of all, I would say that we are not really applying this ayah in our Muslim communities. Because when we talk about law and order, if the laws are established, if the laws are implemented, then order will remain in society. But when the laws are abandoned and the rules are being abandoned, then the order will no longer remain in place. Hence, chaos will take over that community. And subhanAllah, throughout the entire world, every single Muslim community, you see even the, the, the countries that are under Islamic rule or supposedly Islamic rule or Muslim rule, we see that how much chaos has uh, overcome in those societies. So the question that many people ask is that then, what is that one thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or if there is that one thing that we need to really apply in our life that can bring order to our society, what exactly is that? And that is what this ayah is referring to. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in this ayah, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا كُونُوا قَوَّامِينَ بِالْقِسْطِ شُهَدَاءَ لِلَّهِ وَلَوْ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِكُمْ أَوِ الْوَالِدَيْنِ وَالْأَقْرَبِينَ إِنْ يَكُنْ غَنِيًّا أَوْ فَقِيرًا فَاللَّهُ أَوْلَى بِهِمَا فَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا الْهَوَىٰ أَنْ تَعْدِلُوا وَإِنْ تَلْوُوا أَوْ تُعْرِضُوا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ خَبِيرًا This is ayah number 135 from Surah An-Nisa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that how can we keep law in order in our society? We have to apply justice. And think about it, in a society where justice no longer remains, absolutely chaos will take over. And this is what's happening everywhere. We see that there is no longer adl, there's no longer qist uh, in the societies that we live in. Every single society has been plagued with injustices, whether injustices are happening against a certain group of people or a certain individual. We see this happening. And this is why we find every single Jummah khutbah at the conclusion of the Jummah khutbah, the Imam or the Khatib recites, Inna Allah ya'muru bil adl wal ihsan wa ita'il qurba. And I want you to reflect upon this ayah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even before bringing ihsan, which is even excellence, this is what we learn. Ihsan is excellence. Out of Islam, Iman, and Ihsan, Ihsan has the highest daraja, it has the highest level. Even before Allah talks about Ihsan and He mentions Ihsan, He mentions Al-Adl. You know why Allah mentions Al-Adl? Because even if you have people in a society that want to apply Ihsan in the highest level of spirituality in their life, but if there is no Adl, if there is no justice in society, eventually these same people who have any type 
or any shape or form of ihsan in their life, eventually that ihsan will go away. And this is what happens, we see this in our society, subhanAllah, that there are people who are actually good, good at heart, good at nature, they have religiosity in their life. But because the society has become so toxic, because the society has been plagued with injustice and lying and cheating and deceit and so forth, then this is why these kind of people, they become the same way eventually. And this is, and you know, subhanAllah in the Quran, when Allah says, and He mentions things in a certain order, there's a reason why Allah mentions certain things in a certain order. So when Allah says, إِنَّ اللَّهِ يَأْمُرُ بِالْعَدْلِ وَالْإِحْسَانِ Allah mentions Al-Adl first. Why? Because there is so much importance and there's so much emphasis, emphasis on uh, justice. Now, let's go through this ayah and let's try to understand this ayah. The very first thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here says that stand firm for justice. This word qawwam comes from the word qama yaqum qawman, which means to stand up. But qawwam is a fi'l al-mubalagha, it is, an, uh, is a word of emphasis, meaning that you just don't stand up whenever you want, but you have to be very firm, first of all, when you stand for justice, and you stand up for justice at every single juncture of life. And at that time, when we stand up for justice, we are setting the standard correct. That this is what Allah has deemed correct, and this is what He has deemed incorrect. And for this person, there is no feeling, there is no person who can sway this person away, but they will stay on justice. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He knows the human being is filled with weaknesses. And weaknesses meaning that sometimes we become uh, emotionally compromised. Sometimes there are people that can that have so much influence on us that can sway our decision. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He does not only simply say, do justice and that is it. But see, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knowing us, He tells us about potential weaknesses that can overcome us in making this decision, that can prevent us from making or doing justice. So what are those, what are those things that can prevent us? The very first thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, a group of people. Because people influence other people. So what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say in this first group of people? He says, number one is, First do, he says, first do justice. Then he says in, the in this category, walaw ala anfusikum. This is the first category of people. Who is that? It's me, myself, and I. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that, first of all, you yourself will stand in the way of justice. Deep down in our heart, I know when I'm doing something that is wrong. Deep down in my heart, I know when I'm standing on the side of wrong and injustice. But if it comes down about, if it comes down to my ego, if it comes down to I will, my reputation will take a very serious hit in society. My stock will grow, my stock will fall in society. I may lose my respect. It will affect my family and so forth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that even if you think that all these things will happen to you, still you cannot stand. You and your personality and yourself, you cannot stand in the way of justice. Secondly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you must perform justice, you must stand on the side of justice even if it's against your own parents. SubhanAllah. Parents, when it comes to parents, I don't, I mean, there's so much that I can say, to be honest. When it comes to parents, many of us think 
that no matter what the situation is, I need to always stand on the side of my parents. If my parents are right, I will stand with them. But if my parents are wrong, they're the ones who have, you know, they're the ones who created me one way. They're the ones who raised me. They're the ones who pay my bills. They're the ones who take care of me. And so therefore, no matter what it is, I need to always stand on the side of my parents. Some people become even so, I would say, they, they compromise when it comes to justice simply because they feel that this is what I owe to my father. This is what I owe to my mother. And it's unfortunate that we also find at times parents they blackmail their children. They, and they, they know and they touch those same emotional feelings on those nerves. And they know the weaknesses of their children that they usually pinch that nerve and they usually, you know, they touch that nerve and they usually get to the weakness of their own children that if you don't stand on my side, even though the mother knows that she's wrong, the father knows that he's wrong, but if you don't stand on my side, I will not forgive you on the day of judgment. First of all, these are things, these are wrong things to begin with. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us that if your parents are wrong, you know deep down inside, if your parents are doing something that is wrong, they're calling you to do something that is wrong, they're telling you to stand on their side despite the fact that they're wrong, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that even at that time, you are not to stand on the side of your parents. If your parents are right, khalas, you stand on their side. But if your parents are wrong, then they are wrong. And subhanAllah, I will have to say this, that many times we find these kind of situations happening when there are divorces in our society. Parents are, they become such that no matter what it is, I am right. They tell their children that you got to stand on my side. Brothers and sisters, listen to this very carefully. If you stand in the way of justice, you are a part of that chaos spreading in society. You are a culprit of, of, of this chaos and these injustices spreading in your family. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment, there is no relationship on the day of judgment. Allah will ask you. So first of all is, if you are a person and you are put in a position where you have to judge and the person sitting on the other side is your parents and you know and your parents actually have done something that is wrong, you cannot stand on their side. You cannot, once again, they are your parents. You are to show them love. You are to show them respect, but you cannot stand on their side when they ask you to stand on the side of wrong or they call you to wrong. And as parents, my humble request, please do not emotionally blackmail your children. Do not tell them that if you don't stand on my side, despite the fact that I'm wrong, I will not forgive you in the hereafter because if there's anyone who has to answer in the hereafter, it is you as a parent. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says, Awil aqarabin. There are relatives. Sometimes there are certain relatives that you have love and affection for. If the relatives are standing in that way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that if it comes down to justice versus your relatives, you are always to give, um, to give the side and stand on the side of justice. Now, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here talks about people. What kind of people can stand in your way? Allah mentions that. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also knows that emotionally we are compromised. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that Imagine there's a ghani, there's a person who's on trial, or there's a person who is rich in the family, or there's a rich person in the community, and they are wrong. Once again, if it comes down to haqq, and justice versus that rich person. A person may sit there and think that, you know what, let me give this person, let me side with this person, perhaps, you know, tomorrow I may need some help from him. And tomorrow he may repay the favor that I do for him today. So for your materialism, 
for your for your gain of materialism you are giving this pre person preference over what Allah and his prophet has deemed as haq and the truth you have to answer to Allah on the day of judgment on the flip side aw faqiran Allah says which means that even if there is a faqir person imagine there's a there's a poor person and it comes down to truth and the haq versus a poor person and your heart melts when you see a poor person you see a poor person and you, your heart is filled with sympathy and empathy and you say you know what no matter what the situation is because your heart you're thinking emotionally you're not thinking logically at that time you say you know what i'm going to give this person i'm going to side with this person you know this is why subhanallah our deen has even taught us that when someone comes to you and they're crying also and you give their side and you listen to them and you believe them, that means that you have been emotionally compromised. You took more interest in their emotion rather than what the, what the whole truth is. This is why subhanAllah, think about Yaqub When the brothers of Yusuf they're all coming and they're fake crying. Did Yaqub buy into their buy into that cry? Did he just sympathize with them? No, he realized that there's a bigger story here. And he just said, Fasabarun Jameel. This is why it's very important that when people in our families come and they start crying and they're trying to gain our sympathy and they're trying to share a story with us. You cannot believe everything that you, that you hear till you don't hear both sides of the story. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا الْحَوَىٰ أَن تَعْدِلُوا Then at that time, there might be any, any other ulterior motive that you may have that this is why you're not standing on the side of justice. Allah says, فَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا الْحَوَىٰ Do not stand, do not, do not follow your desires. Uh, as and as a result, you leave justice, and then Allah says, "Wa in talwu aw tu'ridu fa inna Allah khabira." Allah then says, "If you distort the testimony, or if you distort the truth, meaning that you know the truth, but you are not sharing the truth, why? Because." then you will you'll be doing something that is right and you have some other ulterior motive that's why you distort the truth even at that time allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying that beware i'm watching you because what you're doing is that for your own sake for whatever reason that you have in your heart and in your mind you are not standing on the side of haq and justice and then allah says oh tu'ridu now you know for example tu'ridu means just to simply uh, push it off and just ignore and you you turn away from it what that means is that imagine you're being called and you're being dragged into a certain situation you know the full reality you know that this person is right and this person is wrong and the person who's wrong may be your parent Maybe a close relative, maybe your best friend, maybe someone who's extremely rich, someone who has perhaps helped you in the past. And guess what? You say that, you know what? If I come in, I'm gonna, you know, there's gonna be some bad blood. If I come in, I'm gonna have to testify against the person that I really like and so forth. So let me just stay away from it. You know what that does is that first of all is that you show that your feelings for the other person is more important to you than standing on the side of haq but then number two is this imagine if you testifying or you coming forward with evidence or information that you have that justice can be served and you keep that away you know what you're doing you are actually allowing chaos to fester and to grow in a community and in a family or in a society because because of your testimony because of you coming forward perhaps justice can be served and everything and law and order can be restored but by you staying away you only propel that chaos to spread in society allah subhanahu wa says even if you are doing something like that oh you are you're staying away from it and you are 
you refuse to give testimony. Then remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching. So brothers and sisters, always remember that justice in our society is something that is extremely crucial. There are so many ahadith, there are so many ayat of the Qur'an also that I can share with you, but because of time, I don't want to go into everything. But think about it, today we always talk about justice. Justice starts from our own families. It starts from our own teaching our own children. But if we are the person who are teaching our children to always stand on the side of justice, always stand on the side of haq, and we as a person, as parents, we are not teaching that same thing. We are giving distorted information to our own children. On one hand, we are teaching them something. And on the other hand, we are doing something that is different. Justice needs to start from our own homes. We have to teach our children what is right and what is wrong and how we should always stand up on the, on, stand on the side of justice. When we learn about Umar ibn Khattab radiyallahu anh, see, in, our, in, in Islamic history, we always learn that chaos came into this ummah at the time of Uthman ibn Affan. This is not a knock against Uthman ibn Affan This is just the, the Prophet and telling us that it, that the fitnas will emerge in the time of Uthman ibn Affan as a being Khalifa. So what we learn is that in the time of Umar ibn Khattab too, he made a such, he, he established so much justice that even when a Christian man in Egypt was, was wronged, and he did not get his justice. He traveled all the way. He traveled all the way to Medina to get his justice. And Umar al-Khattab gave him his, his justice. And if this is what Umar al-Khattab did, that sent a strong message to the entire Muslim world, that no matter if you are a Muslim or you are of any other faith, if you are wronged as a Muslim, it is my job to serve and establish justice. This is why there was no there was there was of course there's always going to be some fitnas, but law and order still was overwhelming, um, available everywhere, and it was everywhere. It was afterwards that when people would lie and cheat, and there was so much deceit. This is why we have our problems today. So I ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to give us the ability to always stand on the side of haq, always stand on the side of justice. I ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to make us amongst the al muqsitin Allah Subhanahu wa Taala makes us amongst the al adilin those who who do justice in this dunya and then we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for justice in the hereafter. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give all of us the ability to understand these ayat and apply them in our life. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. <laughs>